Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill. Today, going to be talking about, well, I guess you could say this is a, a parody episode in a way, because the episode here is parodying one of the biggest movies of 2007, or at least, you know, the end of 2006 into 2007 which is the movie 300, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So the episode that uh, going to be talking about today is called The Yikes. And this is the next to the last episode of the first half of season 11. How amazing is that? We have made it to almost the halfway point already of season 11. So, uh, this is a Mrs. Garrison episode, and let's get right to this week's episode, D-Yikes. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on April 11th, 2007. So, we begin the episode at the school where Mrs. Garrison is very upset over her latest date. So, because of this and how she is very angry at men, she takes it out on the whole class by assigning all of them homework for the weekend. They are to read the Ernest Hemingway book, The Old Man and the Sea, and do an essay on it, and it's due on Monday. Ooh. So, the boys are upset. They're disappointed. It's like, we're screwed. We got to do this all weekend. How are we going to get it done? Well, Cartman's got an idea, because Cartman is being Cartman. So, Cartman goes to a U-Haul-like place, and there are a bunch of Mexicans there. And they make a deal with some of the Mexican workers. Read the book. Read the whole book and write an essay. Write four essays. And we'll come back Monday morning to pick it up. So the Mexicans take the job. They take this job. So we'll come back a little later on. So Mrs. Garrison is still in a bad mood as she is at Curves, where she is taking her frustrations out while exercising, where she meets a woman named Allison. Now, Allison has never seen Mrs. Garrison here before, and, well, Mrs. Garrison is just very, very upset with men. And Allison is like, well, why don't you come hang out with me? I got a perfect place for you. So, that night, Allison and Mrs. Garrison go to Le Beau, which is a bar. And there are a bunch of women there. And then, after they talk for a little bit, Mrs. Garrison realizes that, number one, Le Beau is a girl bar. And number two, Allison 
is a lesbian. So, Mrs. Garrison tries to get herself together in the bathroom where Alice comes over and they have a conversation. And this leads to a bizarre scene where Mrs. Garrison is like, well, how do women even make out? Do they, like, scissor each other or something? As Come to My Window by Melissa Etheridge plays, we see that Allison and Mrs. Garrison are doing it. They are, in fact, scissoring. And Mrs. Garrison is just so thrilled. She's like, oh, scissor me, Timber! So, now we go to Monday morning. And we come across, perhaps, one of the greatest scenes in a history of South Park. Now, a few episodes ago, I talked about how much I loved the final scene in the episode, Cartman Sucks. Which I still think might be the greatest ending to a South Park episode ever. Or at least up to this point. What we get is perhaps one of the funniest scenes you will ever see in your life if you watch South Park. So, Cartman and the guys ask a bunch of Mexicans to read The Old Man and the Sea and to write four essays. This is what we get for asking help on the old man and the sea. Take my turn! Take my turn! Alright, did you read the book? Yeah. What was it about? In case our teacher asks us. He starts there's the old man and his job is to catch the fish. So he get in the boat to try and catch fish. So he catch the fish, but the fish is very strong. So the old man cannot reel in the fish. Oh, then he fight the fish some more, and he finally catch the fish. He catches the fish so then he can make money. No, because on the way home, the sharks come and eat the fish, and so he no make money. <laughs> That's it? That's the whole story? See? All right, now that we got the story, let's see what we get now. Okay, let's have them. Have what? You said you all wrote essays. Where are they? Well, my essay lives in Miami. I wrote to him like you said, but I don't think he got the letter yet. I wrote my essay in Albuquerque. I wrote three essays. My essay back home, my essay in Denver, and my essay in Glenwood even wrote me back. Thanks for writing me, essay. <laughs> so, basically, the boys are screwed. They are royally screwed because they don't have the essay. So, as they're going to the classroom, as they're sitting down, they ask Clyde if they if he did if he didn't finish, and he said, "Oh yeah, I I finished." And then they ask Jimmy if he finished, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I I'm done." And I also got a letter from my essay as well, which was kind of a funny little touch to that previous scene. And then we get Mrs. Garrison coming in, and she is happy. She is so happy. 
because she just had a wonderful time and tells the kids that she is a lesbian. She is gay. To which Stan goes, again? And, you know, she talks about how she met Allison and how they scissored. And then Butters has this great line of, oh, you got to be careful when you're scissors. And um, the boys ask about the assignment. And Mrs. Garrison was like, oh, don't worry. If you need extra time, go right ahead. And then Carvet is like, Let's give cheers to Miss Garrison being a lesbian! Yay! <laughs> okay, so let's briefly discuss the old man and the sea. The old man in the sea was published in 1952 and is 127 pages. It won the Pulitzer Prize in 1953 for fiction and won the Nobel Prize in literature in 1954. It is a short novel written by Ernest Hemingway in 1951 in Cayo Blanco, which is in Cuba. It was the last major work of fiction written by Hemingway that was published during his lifetime. One of his most famous works, it tells the story of Santiago, an aging Cuban fisherman who struggles with a giant marlin far out in the Gulf Stream off the coast of Cuba. It's legacy. In 1954, Ernest Hemingway wanted to donate his Nobel Prize in Literature gold medal to the Cuban people. To avoid giving it to the Batista government, he donated it to the Catholic Church for display at the sanctuary at El Cobre, a small town outside Santiago de Cuba where the Marian image of Our Lady of Charity is located. The Swedish medal was stolen in the mid-1980s, but the police recovered it within a few days. The Old Man in the Sea has been adapted for the movies three times. A 1958 film starring Spencer Tracy, a 1990 miniseries starring Anthony Quinn, and a 1999 animated short film. It also inspired the 2012 Kazakhstani movie The Old Man, which replaces the fisherman with a shepherd struggling to protect his flock from wolves. It is often taught in high schools as part of the U.S. literature curriculum. Oh, that's funny because I never read that story. The book was reportedly a favorite of Saddam Hussein. Oh boy, that's a great book. <laughs> In 2003, the book was listed at number 173 on the BBC's The Big Read poll of the UK's 200 best-loved novels. And that is The Old Man and the Sea. So now we're going to go back to Mrs. Garrison. So Mrs. Garrison goes back to the bar, and she's now calling it Lesbos, even though it is called Lebeau. And she ends up getting into a fight with another woman when they find out that the bar is being sold to Persians. And this gets Mrs. Garrison upset. She's like, this is our home. This is our place. Nobody can take it to us. So the next day, the lesbians go to the mayor's office and... Mrs. Garrison is like, I am a lesbian. And the mayor is like, you're gay again? To really no surprise. 
So basically, Mrs. Garrison is trying to tell the mayor, look, this is what these Persians do. They put cheap blue carpet down, and they have these gold rods for the curtains. You cannot sell this place. Well, the thing is, it's already been sold. Plus, they get kicked out. So, all the women are upset that, well, this is probably the end of the bar when Mrs. Garrison refuses to let it go. Well, they send a representative from Club Persh, which is a dance club, and they try to get Mrs. Garrison to be like, look, this place will be open for you. You, you will not be discriminated. You will not have, you know, you won't have any worries. And then Mrs. Garrison is like, are you going to let straights in? And he's like, well, we're going to let everyone in. So Mrs. Garrison kicks the guy in the nuts and we start the 300 parody. So we get the slow motion stuff, you know, Mrs. Garrison standing tall. And then we see a woman eating a potato chip. And then we see another Persian going onto the phone. So, they come up with a plan, the Persians, to send 60 Persians to try to move the women away from the bar. So, Mrs. Garrison is in, you know, like this warrior-type stance of like, we will not be moved. And then all the women are like, huh. So, we have this quote-unquote epic battle and I use the quotes very much, as there is a lot of pushing. Nobody really moves. Um, this is a little bit of a head-scratcher. Maybe the scene goes a little too long, but basically the point is the Persians cannot move the women out of the bar. They cannot move them. So the Persians retreat, and then Mrs. Garrison yells, Lesbos! And now the Persians are in trouble. Because now they got to report to their boss. And their boss, Rauf Xerxes, is upset with what has happened. And that maybe he's got to take care of the problem himself. So now, we're at the point where the women are, you know, they're, they're tired. They're getting tired. They've been in this battle, and they're not really sure what to do. It's like, well, we can't do this forever. And Mrs. Garrison is like, oh, I don't know. I, I think that'd be pretty fun to do. And somebody suggests maybe if we could get somebody to go from the inside, get some information on the head of this place, which... Mrs. Garrison comes up with an idea. Go to the Mexicans. So, Mrs. Garrison puts some cream over the hair of one of the Mexicans, sprays a lot of cologne all over him, puts a Persian shirt on him, jewelry, and he's like, okay, you go in, you get any information on this person, and come back to us. So, the troops are still tired. They're barely hanging on. And Mrs. Garrison realizes, coffee. That's what we got to do. Coffee. So we get a scene where Mrs. Garrison makes coffee. Uh, I 
guess it's needed, but not to the point where I think it deserved its own scene. So now the women have had their coffee. They're all energized when they see Persians coming. But it's not really Persians. It's the Mexicans. So they ask, is there anything illegal they have done? No. Do they... Are they doing any cheating, any stealing, any of that? No. So they basically aren't doing anything illegal. However, one of them did get a picture of Xerxes. And Mrs. Garrison takes a look and realizes, I've got this person. So Allison tells Mrs. Garrison that Xerxes is here. And she's like, I got this. I'm going alone. So they have a talk, a conversation, and Xerxes is like, you know, I admire this. I can make you a manager. I could have you run this place. You know, you don't ever have to leave. And Mrs. Garrison's like, all right, no, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, there is something I do know, and that is... You're a woman. Yes, Xerxes is a woman. So Xerxes hides or has hidden this because in Persian culture, women cannot be the heads of anything. Any, you know, companies, any organizations, they can't do it. So this whole time, Xerxes has been a man, but is actually a woman. And then they get the talking of like, you know, I really have feelings for you. And then Xerxes is like, oh, I, I don't know. Uh, can we, do they like scissor or something? And then they scissor each other. And Xerxes is like, this is an amazing feeling. So, Lebo or Lesbos, is saved. The bar stays open. And... Allison asks Mrs. Garrison, aren't you supposed to be at school right now? And she's like, oh, the school hired some substitute teachers to help out. So we go to the class, and <laughs> God bless these people. The Mexicans are there, and they're teaching the students math, and they're teaching them fractions. And they're actually doing an amazing job, which leads to Kyle giving us the final line of the episode, I think I'm actually learning something. And that is the end of D-Yikes. Uh, well, I'll say this uh, before I get into what, you know, 300, the backstory of 300. It's an interesting episode. I'll say that. It is interesting. So, let's talk about the movie 300. The movie 300 came out towards the end of 2006 and into 2007. Directed by Zack Snyder, star Gerard Butler. This is basically his breakout performance. And it had a budget of about $60, $65 million dollars. Ended up making over $450 million in the box office, which is quite a number. 
So the story of this is uh, King Leonidas leads a an army of 300 Spartans to go into battle against an army of Persians where they have over 300,000 soldiers. And basically, they do the move, you know, the movie comes out, and it ends up being the 24th largest opening in box office history at the time. Now, the movie is based on a graphic novel by Frank Miller and Lynn Varley. A sequel titled Rise of an Empire was released on March 7th, 2014. Uh, didn't, I mean, it made money. They did get a profit, but it didn't do quite as much as the first movie. They had a $110 million budget and they made $337 million at the box office. So, yes, they did make money, but they didn't make the same amount of money as they did in the first movie. So, um, as far as the movie itself, it never really got any nominations. No awards except, well, the MTV Movie Awards back when that was a thing. Uh, it was nominated for Best Movie, Best Performance for Gerard Butler, Best Breakthrough Performance for Lena Headey, Best Villain for Rodrigo Santoro, and Best Fight for Leonidas Battling the Uber Immortal, but only won the award for Best Fight. 300 won both the Best Dramatic Film and Best Action Film honors at the 2006-07 Golden Icon Awards, presented by Travolta Family Entertainment. In December 2007, IGN named 300 its Movie of the Year for 2007, along with Best Comic Book Adaptation and King Leonidas as Favorite Character. The movie received 10 nominations for the 2008 Saturn Awards, winning for Best Director and Best Action Adventure Thriller Film. In 2009, National Review ranked this movie number 5, on its 25 best conservative movies of the last 25 years list. And I'm going to surprise a lot of people with what I'm about to say. I've never seen the movie. I've never seen this movie. I think I have it on one of my cues somewhere, so at some point I will get to it, but probably not today. Um, my thoughts on the episode, it's, it's an odd episode because there are some good jokes in here. The scene or the scenes with the Mexicans are hilarious, especially the one where they discuss the old man in the sea and writing their essay. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Maybe one of the best scenes in ever in South Park. But I think after, after that, you know, like the whole dynamic of the episode changes and it has good moments, but it also has moments where it just drags a little bit. So 
with that said, I'm gonna, hmm. I think I'm gonna give this a six. Despite the very good jokes, and there are some very good jokes in this episode, I'm gonna give it a six. It's it's like right in the middle. It's it's not terrible. It's not good, but it's like right in the middle. And like I said, you have some jokes in this episode that are absolutely hilarious. But you know, it's like eh, doesn't quite work. IGN rated this episode a six and a half, which is passable, and said. There are some funny moments, as is almost always the case with any episode of the series. When Mrs. Garrison first realizes she's a lesbian and tells the class I'm gay, everyone is a little confused and Stan says, Again? The joke about writing essays is a good laugh. Another moment is when Janet Garrison first figures out how two women make love and there's a smash cut to her and her new girlfriend scissoring. It's a shock moment. It makes you wonder how they get away with stuff like this. However, when they use the joke again at the end, it's now not nearly as funny. You can't shock the audience twice with the same joke. It just doesn't work that way. Um, this episode is a take on the closings of gay bars across the United States, which I honestly don't remember at the time, so... Um, all right. So now we go to IMDb. And over 2,200 people rated this episode. The average rating for this is a 7.7 out of 10. Excuse me. 439 people gave it a 10. 175 people gave it a 6. That's going to be the grade that I give it this week. And... 83 people gave this a 1. For males, the average rating is a 7.8, with its highest demographic being in the 30 to 44-year-old department. Their average rating is a 7.9. Meanwhile, with females, it's a little bit higher. Eight, An exact 8 is the average rating for females. Uh, 45 and over is their top demographic, with an average rating of an 8.9. So, not the most popular episode, but it does have some respect in there. Alright, so, we have uh, some reviews, and uh, let's, let's find some reviews to read. And I think we're going to start with, actually, the latest review that was written. And this is going to be from... S. Lyons Cricket Reviews, which was written in 2018, which wrote, Dikes is yet another slight letdown for me personally in this 11th season and is making my fears that the show is now on its inevitable and eventual decline more palpable. Here is another episode of Mrs. Garrison, which in itself is always delightful, as Mr. Garrison was always one of my favorite characters, and Mrs. Garrison herself has proven to be a wonderful asset to the show. The first half of the episode concerns Mrs. Garrison's exasperation with the superficial experience of dating men reaching a boiling point, only to then seek solace among women. 
This episode sees Mrs. Garrison become a lesbian, a story arc that I'd look forward to watching. There's plenty of humor in this half, whether it be the events that surround Mrs. Garrison and her passionate hate speeches on men, which are hilarious, or the repercussions of her frustrated dating life on her students, who are forced to read an Ernest Hemingway novel and write a book report on it. Well, you know, knowing that it's 152 pages, eh, that could have been done. This half of the episode feels as natural and as fresh and funny as South Park when it is near its best. The unemployed Mexican characters are perfect, funny, subdued in their portrayal, and the payoff in the final scene is truly perfect. The fact that Matt and Trey, who are renowned for their indifferent racist portrayals of various cultures on the show, could portray the unemployed Mexicans as intelligent, friendly, and competent is fantastic. The final scene with the Mexicans substituting for Garrison and teaching the class how to add fractions is fantastic, and the degree to which they are not only competent, but informative to the class is hilarious and, dare I say, beautiful. The half that does not work so well for me here is the majority of the second half, which acts as a parody of the film 300. This is due mostly to the parody element being the far less interesting part of the greater story for me, as well as the fact that I personally did not find it particularly funny. The attempts at an aesthetic replication of the film, whether it be the oblique camera angles or the emphasis and overuse of slow motion, or the drab color palette or even the narration, never meshed in a way that feels totally satisfying and coherent for me, especially within the context of the episode. The show has done Mimi Cry and parody much better earlier in the show, but here it felt somewhat forceful to me. This half is where my concerns that the show might be on the decline are becoming increasingly more real, despite the fact that this 11th season still has a number of very, high, very highly regarded episodes to come. Yikes is an overall interesting experience for me. My feelings are very mixed. On the one hand, there is half an incredibly strong episode that is funny, enjoyable, and loyal to the spirit of South Park. And there is another half that aspires to the parody and satire that the show usually does very well, but leaves me feeling cold. Is South Park on the slow decline at this point? It would not be surprising given just how emphatic a run the show has between season 5 right through to season 9 and even season 10, which were magnificent television. Alright. Let's go to Gangsta Hippie who wrote, I thought Yikes was a pretty interest or a pretty decent South Park episode. It has Mr. Garrison changing once again. It's really funny. At the beginning of the series, he started off as a straight, maybe in the closet male. Then he comes out of the closet as a homosexual male. Then he, get, then he got a sex change operation and became a straight woman. Then, in this episode, she becomes a lesbian. After she becomes a lesbian, she visits a bar where lesbians hang out called Lobo. But it is being bought by Persians, and as a spoof of the movie 300, the lesbians fight the Persians while Garrison finds a secret of her own about the Persian leader. It's alright, but not the best South Park episode. Alright, let's go to a new uh, reviewer from neobi underscore arseface who wrote Dikes is definitely one of the stronger episodes of season 11 
funny, imaginative, and intelligent. As always, it's hilarious and extremely enjoyable to watch. The episode revolves around Mrs. Garrison. At the beginning, she is aggravated that her date blew off because she was asked if she used to be a man. Later on, she becomes friends with Allison and is invited to her local bar, LeBeau, and proceeds to find out LeBeau is actually a lesbian bar. It is at this point South Park start to mock the film 300. Persians attempt to buy out LeBeau, a reference to the Persians attacking the Spartans. Garrison kicks a Persian in the balls, a reference to when Leonidas kicks a Persian messenger down a hole, and many more. The episode is full of 300-style special effects, and it still remains hilarious. The dialogue is funny, written very well, and just a well-rounded good episode, in my opinion. Alright, one more review, and let's go... Okay, let's go to this one. ClownBaby866 wrote... Once again, another great South Park episode for season 11. This time, it's a parody of the current film 300. With the stylish camera angles, dark clouds, the Persians as enemies, voiceover narration, and of course, the slow motion and fast motion editing techniques. This is all taken straight from 300. The parody starts a little later in the episode, with the earlier parts surrounding the boys' quest to get their paper done, and Mrs. Garrison first discovering she's a lesbian. Other various quirks of this episode are the portrayal of the Mexicans and the idea of lesbian sex being called scissoring. This term will definitely catch on with fans. I immediately loved it and knew I would repeat it as a common South Park catchphrase. The Mexican portrayal was quite humorous, not too offensive, not overdone in any way, but just a nice little addition to the episode. Overall, this episode was great. Not sure it will be viewed in years to come like many South Park episodes. They really aren't current political issues or other media sources, i.e. the last two episodes parodies of 24 and the Da Vinci Code. Anyways, I believe that in the future this will still be considered a humorous episode. Now, who wants to scissor? This is actually an interesting round of reviews because there are some that like this review and there are others that are not big fans of this particular episode well that's how things go i guess that's going to do it for this uh this particular episode if you would like to follow the show on twitter go to sharks pond 97 you type that there and boom you can follow us on twitter and you can join the show's facebook group it is Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar. And if you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. So all you have to do is copy and paste. Next time around, it is the halfway point of Season 7 of South Park. Unbelievable. Made it to the halfway point of Season 7 with Night of the Living Homeless. Wonder what that one's going to be about. Should be pretty fun. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill, and I'll talk to you all later.